Welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for walking to work, walking to work, walking, Christopher walking to work? No. <laughs> walking to work with my guest, Josh Gondelman. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for it, doing it. It went against every fiber of my being, like my hack essence, to not just jump in with like Christopher Walken. Like, hey, I work at Subway now. <laughs> and it's like not a good oh, impression. Don't walk. Wait for the light. No, I'm none, the, none of these are good Cri- impressions. Christopher, don't walk in. <laughs> Classic pedestrian humor. Yeah, yeah. That, we, can, we should write that up and pitch that. Yeah. That's probably as, a, as a feature. Probably a, oh, I was thinking a three camera sitcom, but. Oh, yeah, that's pretty multi-cam. good. What about about like one of those prestige like a prestige drama like an hbo yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's our uh, ray donovan maybe. <laughs> this is our ray donovan christopher walken just obeying traffic laws mm-hmm. yeah um I, it just like viscerally was like do it and then i was like this sucks but i'm gonna <laughs> well thank you for waiting until i said your name thank you to yeah do it. i have my etiquette is good my sense of humor is just real garbage <laughs> so why did you pick this uh theme for the playlist it is something i mean like you hit me right in my sweet spot in that that is a when you were like oh this is an idea that we could do um i walk half a mile to work from the train i I work in new york and the closest train there too and i live there yeah it's an easy commute yes it is ideal new york to new york is like the ideal (laughs) new york commute and even that is not close yeah um but it's I, so I walk the closest train st- uh, subway stop is half a mile basically from my office. So I have like 10 minutes of open air once I'm off the train. And this is like you're we're just hitting good weather in New York season mm. where like it affects what I want to listen to. And so it just like hits me. This idea like hits me right where I live, uh, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, I you know, obviously, I did that for a long time, and I kind of miss mm-hmm. walking, living in LA, um, because we're you know legally obliged to ride motorized scooters everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was um, one in the building that we're in. Oh yeah, it's like I didn't know. Oh yeah, because people charge them and then they uh, make money from that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's part of the system. Apparently, is if you this plug like it in. Minecraft. <laughs> I d- I don't know what Minecraft is. Neither do I, so, which is why I was yes, asking. It probably I, if is. I knew more, I could be like, this is Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but when I lived in New York and, and would walk it i f- i felt like uh, a good playlist made the difference between it being a chore and it being like for sure i would almost look forward to it i'd be like ooh, now i'm walking down the street with the music i like and there's like an eight week span maximum from like the middle of april to the middle of june where that walk is like incredibly pleasant it's mm-hmm. not too cold you can like dress for the subway sometimes and there are the some air. tulips near the trees yeah there's some tulips oh it's real nice mm-hmm. and, and i like I really enjoy it. And it's like you get into a nice, you know, a nice groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, this is like my favorite zone of music to be in of just like it's a sunny day where various degrees of like it's a sunny day and I'm taking a breezy stroll or like it's a sunny day and I'm I'm just getting at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's your aggressive walk. Yeah, that's me getting at it. Um, yeah, you are. You, I think, are known for a, uh, a, a bit of a breezy 
upbeat attitude. I'm, I'm. You're comedy's nice guy. Thank you. I mean, <laughs> known for is a strong word. Like eleven people know who I am, and they would describe me similarly. That's, come on, that's not true. Fourteen. You, you people. got like three or four more followers. I than have that. four. Fourteen. Isn't followers. it weird and gross that we call them followers? It makes yeah. us all sound like cult leaders. It's it's interesting. I there's like such a flattening of relationships, right? Where like I follow you on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I am a follower. But like also we're friends, mm-hmm. and then but also like if you pour it over to Facebook there are like friends that are people that I've met once and that's the same as my childhood best friend this is like not new this is like if so, like an 11 year old who just listened to George Carlin but it's um no but it's true I I, I find it so weird and like and and the the happiness that I get from the uh, that little box that says you follow each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah. Yay, what, it's very what soothing. moment. We it's, follow each other. It's so nice to think the same of a person as they think of you. And that's like the lowest level version of that, right? Like the highest level is either like being someone's enemy <laughs> or being in love with someone. I think those are like parallel. Yeah. And then the lowest level of knowing that you're on the same plane is like that social media relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle, there's like brunch. <laughs> Actually, I think brunch can span the whole thing. That's true. Yeah, you, know, you can you can brunch with I hardly know you and with I know you well. That's mm-hmm. the meal for it. I, I most frequently brunch with my wife, who I love. You so know pretty I, it well. Spans, yeah, I know her very well. <laughs> Not to brag. Um, do you want to get into this playlist? Let's do it. Yeah. So the first choice on the playlist is yours. Oh, great! So the first song is this is like my. Uh, this is like spring is here. I can listen to this band and just feel terrific. And this is the new pornographers with Sing Me Spanish Techno. Yeah. Now this is some, yes. some sunny day music. Yes, it is. I love it. I like shelve it all winter. And then as oh, soon as you save it for the right I weather? do. And then as soon as it's light jacket weather, it is on. I'll listen to this album. Uh, they, their albums are there's so many that are so good. Yeah, this is off of a Twin Cinema yeah. from 2005. It's so good, and I, it's just like springtime music to me. It's like it's also great summertime driving music, but I rarely drive. Yeah, you have to have some air conditioning on with this. Mm-hmm. A little or breeze, a little windows down. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah not, I love it. I do not enjoy a windows down ride. Interesting. Well, you have hair. Yeah, I do. I have none. <laughs> and so it's like there's nothing to be disturbed. Yeah. I'm very still. It's not even just the hair, it's also the the sound. Like sure. I, I feel like it's it's screwing with my um with my uh song. The ecosystem. The, yeah, the whole thing. I I like it it is fully the whole ecosystem. Like I like it very controlled. Yeah. Inside the car. I understand that. I like am very happy within a very specific band of temperature. <laughs> I and also I've I'm in a I have a rental car this week while I'm out here and the for some reason, I, if I'm listening to a podcast over my phone, like plugged into the USB mm-hmm. cable, I can't adjust the volume. What? So I've been Not like, at all? no, it just plays at whatever level it's at, and I can't do it on the phone. I can't do it with the knob on the car. That's very weird. Yeah, and so I have been rolling windows up, um, just be, for the so same exact reason. Yeah, because like, otherwise, it's too is quiet. it the type of stereo where like it gets louder as your engine gets? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that was a type of stereo. Yes, I find that fascinating. That's so fascinating. I I don't know if it's gone out of vogue now, so they're not doing it as much. But for a while, that was like, when I I would rent a car, I'd be like, ooh, what is happening? That's really interesting. I bet it's out of style with like hybrids, which are quieter to begin with. Mm -hmm. But that's so, like, what a cool... Someone was like, this is a problem people have, and we're going to solve it. Yeah, I think I think it was at 
South by Southwest, maybe someplace I heard a, um, a uh, like panel discussion or speech or whatever from some guy who is a sound designer mm-hmm. for things like that for like they they design exactly how the how the sound of a car door shutting is. Oh, like, interesting. You know, like you get in different cars and sometimes it's like kind of a clang. Sometimes yep. it's that muffled like Goop. luxury kind yep. of feeling. And there's people who s- design that and make sure it sounds exactly how they want, how the company wants that car to sound. I love that. Isn't I'm that so crazy? resentful of like big picture, like tech utopia dreaming. But I love that like little granular stuff so much. Well, and that it doesn't feel manipulative. No. It feels like. Here's how we want to present ourselves, not like we can follow you and tell what you like and make your brain want to yeah, buy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like an ooh. algorithm that like senses how hard you open the door and yeah. then calibrates the sound when you close it. Yeah, and tells Alexa that oh, exactly what you need. Yeah. To, you need more sugar. She's she's lazy. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is a, a great choice. I, I found that with your choices, I felt like it was this... Um, it was kind of an interesting. I probably shouldn't do commentary on the, your whole thing no, right now, but I thought want. it was like an interesting um, modern. It was a lot of uh, songs from the last like fifteen, fourteen yeah. years that sound that remind me of songs from like the alternative scene in the nineties. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's really interesting. The uh, way I picked was I went from like I started off with this, which I think is kind of like a fun, like not hard charging, but like it's a, that's, there's a, a momentum behind it. And then I kind of got increasingly like hype and then tailed it off, mellowed it out a little bit towards the end as, as like getting to work happens. Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. Oh, thank you. So that's, so. I'm so glad I almost emailed <laughs> when I sent it to you. I was almost like, this is what I'm going for. Sometimes but, people do that. And sometimes, or sometimes they really have like a very specific story and they're like, I have a specific yeah. story that I will not tell you. Yeah. Ooh, like, Ooh, interesting. But you, this? you have, you complimented with your songs. And I think also you do, I, I'm a listener and a fan of the podcast oh, you. and you do a really lovely job of like intuiting and collaborating with the other half of the playlist. Well, you say that not having heard what I picked for yours, so maybe you will completely change your mind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, obituary. <laughs> uh, the next song, I, actually doing exactly what I, I didn't re- remember that this is where I did it, but um, exactly what I was saying, the next song in the playlist is Cannonball by the Breeders. Oh, yeah. That's a strong jam right there. Yeah. For some reason... I didn't picture myself doing this. I pictured you on this walk the whole time. In sort of a... Do you remember the... Um, like the the walking shots in Tootsie, yeah, where he's yeah, like yeah, walking yeah, down yeah, the street yeah. and there's all these people around him. Yep, I'm wearing a dress. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Before he was wearing, when uh, he was still yes, the, the, yeah, the yeah. dude. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, oh yeah, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like traffic going by and you're like waiting for it, but you're yeah. like having this experience in your own head, like where it's kind of. I mean, even if it's a sunny day and you're walking to work, sometimes it's it's kind of mundane around you, <laughs> but inside you're having this uh, music video experience. Yeah, you're living your whole inner life. You're like plotting and scheming. It's part of a grander thing. And the people walking by you, they're like, they might as well be like, they're like non-player characters. Yeah, they're background actors. Yeah. You hope that they got a nice meal. Yeah. Um, so, and, and this of course was from uh, uh, Last Splash on in 1993. I was considering doing a Pixie song or a um, Throwing Muses song. And then I was like, just split the difference and do the Breeders. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Such a good song. Yeah. Um, perfect vibe walking down the street, <laughs> New York City. I mean, that's where I walk primarily. But this, I, not to brag, but I'll walk in any city. <laughs> it's tough in LA because um, there are actually not uh, sidewalks, and yeah. they sh- there. There was some study that was that showed that um, when they put s- sidewalks into a community, people lost weight and got healthy. 
fascinating because they were able to walk more. Yeah, and it's not, and it wasn't like they put out signs that were like use the sidewalk. Yeah, just Michelle like, Obama just showing them. up like yeah. walk it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever have she some wants. broccoli and go down the street. <laughs> Monitor how much you eat red that, meat. My next song is Michelle Obama <laughs> Walkily. <laughs> cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One thing, I guess this is this is a good time in New York this era because I, my, one of my only issues. I mean, it's not one of my only issues. I have a lot of issues with New York and working in New York. But <laughs> I've seen your uh, one-woman yeah. musical about yeah. New York. I, that's why you are you so hateful? And why are your closets so small? Um, I it, that burnt pretzel smell. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Like I, I don't know if it's pretzels, but I associate it with like those pretzel sellers. Yeah, that the horrible burny smell. No good. Yeah, the yeah. worst thing about <laughs> <laughs> New York City. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just really don't. That that's, or maybe it's like the most New York City thing because there's a lot of bad smells yeah. there. There's but a that's few the good only, ones. It's New York bad smell. But the good ones are like. They're like the equivalent of Wi-Fi hotspots between the bad ones, right? <laughs> like, oh, you pass that nut cart with yeah. the sweet uh, nuts for nuts, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice. Or like a halal cart or um, flowers. But then otherwise, you're like, where is the garbage? <laughs> it smells like it's coming from inside me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, oh, God help you if you see an empty subway car. Oh, the worst. On a busy train. That is... It's like so foreboding. Yeah. Like what happened in this car? There's some kind of ghost in there. <laughs> it's a very stinky ghost yeah, every time. Always a smelly ghost. Because when you move to New York every now and then, like you, the first couple times it happens, you're like, oh, neat, there's seats on this car. Yeah. And you get in, you're like, no, 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 no. And you're trapped until the next stop. I used to live at 170, uh, 137th Street in Harlem. And around the time I went to work, if I timed it right, there was a a completely empty subway car that would go one train that would come south, you know, downtown. I don't know where it originated, but it, it you could get on a complete. <laughs> Sounds like a ghost train. It was a ghost train. Uh, I, ste- I stepped on it. It went right through me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but every morning at like 818 or whatever, or 852, I forget what time it was. I haven't lived there in a long time. And it would be completely empty. And the first couple of times I was like, what, what horrible thing happened that like everyone got off this train? Like did, was there, like did some guy stab one person in each car? And everyone was like, we get the picture. None and, of these are safe. Yeah, not, not a single one. And then the, yeah, the, all the doors were open. The guy's just running back and forth with a knife. But it, uh, it was like a magical thing. And it felt like one of those, like when you're like, in a movie or a music video where everything is just perfectly timed. Um, like the Bjork, it's also quiet video mm-hmm. where she's dancing with like the mailbox or whatever it is. <laughs> and it just felt like such a, um, like a local experience of like, I'm an expert. I'm, I know I'm exactly. commuting over here. Yeah. It also does have, uh, have, as you kind of indicate that, that a slightly magical feeling like slipping in between things. Yeah. Like, um, like, Head into Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Or there was one of my favorite, I don't know if it was my favorite, just like stuck with me episodes of The Twilight Zone from mm-hmm. when I was a kid um, was this one where somebody found a way to stop or they they slipped in between the seconds. Like the concept was that every second that like, we are traveling through physical space mm-hmm. and every second is a fully built space. Yeah. And there are these people that build your house and put everything in its place. So when you jump into that place for a second, everything's in the right place. So if you lose like your keys, that's because somebody screwed up and they forgot to put the keys there and they forgot to put, um, and so yeah, somebody slips in between and accidentally shows up at 
that sees this, like shows up at a second oh, while it's man. still being built and is like, what the hell is this? And like they only build the rooms that you're actually in. Oh, so everything else is like non, it's just like in like your memory. Oh, fuck. Like the way like a stage doesn't have like real s- stuff behind the yeah. sets. Yeah. That's so good. So that's your, uh, that's your, you, you that's got that on train. that train. <laughs> yeah. The, I got, I found like a, a between the seconds train mm-hmm. and I like loved it. I love my, one of my favorite feelings is feeling like a, like an expert or a local. Mm-hmm. And so like, even just the feeling of like knowing what train car to get in to get off at the right staircase is so good yes. or like knowing what front lane of the train and yeah. yes. knowing what lane to be in to be like okay mm-hmm. i'm gonna merge into that lane off the exit and it'll prepare me to take a left down the street is i just feel like yeah i'm doing it my standards are so low <laughs> have you have you had someone know your order at like a diner oh yeah you walk in i Ooh, that's that's sweet my local dunkin donuts oh they, you're a dunkin donuts guy of I'm, course yeah i'm a dunkin donuts like oh yes psychopath. you're, you're uh Iced only. Iced only. Yeah, I'm. I'm hot only. I, that's perverse to me. <laughs> Yours is just a weak way to live. A weak way to live. <laughs> Excuse me. You said in a place without winter. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I can eat. I can drink hot things no matter where I am, no matter the temperature. I don't need. That's them. how I feel about cold things. Mm, mm, but when no. you, I, I, I understand. Oh, a little sippy straw. I could drink it without a straw. <laughs> I don't need the straws because of the cup. Yeah, it's you do. Ergonomic. Yeah, you do. The, the ice are gonna hit hit your teeth, and it's gonna be uncomfortable. No, I don't mind it because I'm. Strong. <laughs> I I've got ice tooth strength. Oh wow! I chew okay. the ice too, like a real maniac, <laughs> like a serial killer would, as like his one quirk in a movie. Like, uh, oh, this guy chews ice. Like at the he... end, or you pick it out and chew it at the beginning. I, oh, that's so <laughs> fucked up. I got the chills hearing you say that. That's oh god, because then there's just lukewarm coffee and yeah. you've eaten all the ice. Oh, what a weird person. I thought you said you were strong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm strong. I'm not like I'm. I'm not. I haven't killed before, and I don't intend to kill again. Mm, okay. Well, uh, call me. <laughs> call me when you figure it out. You and me. <laughs> uh, you want to do the next song? I would love to do the next okay. song. Oh, this is so fun. Um, the next song is Kimmy by Antarctico Vespucci. It's so fun. This album came out last year, uh, Love in the Time of Email. That is right. And they're great. It's a, it's like a collaborative project with Jeff Rosenstock and Chris Farron, who are independently wonderful. And this is just like, I love this album. I love this song. It's very fun. I was not familiar with it before you said thank you. They're so fun. Um, I wonder about the the name. It's like being attached to a joke name. Oh, Love in the Time of Email. No, no. Oh, and Dark Two of Vespucci. Yeah. Very silly name. Yeah. Like, it's the sort of thing that, like, I fear, like, picking something and being like, yeah, great. And then, like, would I hate that four years later? Would right. I be like, mm, I know yeah, what you mean. we're called this. Right. You have like a tattoo and they're like, what's that? And they're like, it's, it's my improv s- group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I, I just like, lo- they're so fun that I think it lines up with having kind of a silly name. You know what I mean? If they, if like every lyric was about torture and heartache, which I think the songs are very sincere, but in like a fun, often like kind of charming way rather than like, fully earnest mm-hmm. um and i like love it chris farron is also a very funny performer when he plays live he um ha- he has a graphic behind him at the end of his show that will say like another perfect set by chris farron <laughs> oh god i love that <laughs> it's so funny it's like exactly i've been thinking about this this you're idea welcome. <laughs> yeah oh it's so good Do you, i know you're not a basketball person right no um 
Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Okay, is, you could be making this up. I am. Um, <laughs> he That's what they call him, which is, uh, as my friend Nate Fridson says, a name that's five years away from being deeply problematic. Exactly, yes. He, um, he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's probably going to be the MVP of the league this year. That's all backstory. Wow. He made some play, like he dunked on someone in the first round of the playoffs this year, and the cameras caught him just flexing after the play <laughs> and screaming, I'm fucking unstoppable. And like... God, what a feeling. Like, I just hearing, just saying that makes me feel better. I, I I want to have that attitude on stage, but the only times I do are when I am not being well-received. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I'm fucking awesome. Oh, I love that. I'm. That was the best joke you guys have ever heard. Yeah. Sorry if you didn't get it. Right. Anyway. <laughs> You're welcome unprompted by a thank you is always funny because it's never sincere, right? Like if you hold the door for someone and yeah. they don't say thank you and say you're welcome, You're welcome, at best you're being like, uh, pointing out that they're yeah, an idiot. <laughs> and then at worst you're being just like monstrous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're welcome, yeah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I, but like, I'm fucking unstoppable. Just like to feel that and say it and and have it be so undeniable that no one will be like. I think he's stoppable. It's like, oh, what a what a moment! Like to experience that fully in your life. Well, and I think that it's also it, you can get away with it when you're just talking about yourself. You're yes. not saying I'm better than all of you, right? That's but what he I, kind of is, but he's not. Like, um, do you watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't, but I oh. but tell me about it. Okay, I, I so, know the premise <laughs> that there's people in drag and they compete, and RuPaul is there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was that was it. No. Um. The most recent episode, there was a uh, a lip sync that was really amazing at the end of the show. Um. That was these two performers who just fucking went for it to sorry not sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. They uh they just went for it so hard and they they were never. They were both fighting so hard for themselves, but never fighting with each other. I understand. That it made this, it made it beautiful. It That's wonderful. It was so awesome that not only were they giving apps, you could tell they were giving absolutely everything in them. Mm-hmm. There was no part of them that was like, I don't know if I can do this. It was just yep. like, I'm fighting for my life, but never against each other. Yeah. And if there had been even a drop of doing it into each other's faces, yeah. you've been kind of like, Ugh, no, Right, it would why? feel a little staged and like a little contrived for television rather ju- than just like two people individually giving like pa- impassioned, beautiful performances. Yeah, and I kind of feel like that with like what, at least what you're describing, the picture in my head of this guy, like, yeah, being like, I, I am unstoppable yeah. is not, I will destroy all of you. That's true, but implicit in that is like, <laughs> you are trying to stop me and you cannot stop me. Okay, all right. I, I, but I, see, I know yeah. what you mean. It's like a celebration of self. It's not like you're garbage. It's yeah. like, I am transcendent, which is like, God damn, <laughs> what a way to feel. Yeah. You don't uh, you don't feel like that when you uh, when you do a set when you finish a book. How many books you got now? I've got I've I've written one and a half books. <laughs> one and a half. Yeah, books? I co-wrote one oh, a few years ago okay. with my friend Joe. Right. That's still more than I have written. I um, it is um it's a, a whole thing, but I'm really excited about this new one. Yeah, wh- what's it called? It's called Nice Try: Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. And it's coming out in September. Coming out in September, but it's pre-orderable now. Oh, all right. Yeah. Wow, that's a long pre-order. They give it a long lead time with books. Huh. Um, yeah, the the I think partly because the mechanisms of making them and, and like what it takes to get like excerpts into print magazines has to happen early. So everything's like the the production schedule of a book is really long. So I've already kind of from the time that I started writing the proposal, I've already been with it for like two years. Whoa. And there's at least there's like more than another year left from like um 
the launch and then the follow-up stuff where it's like the the long tail stuff they call it where it's like you know doing festivals after it's out and Mm -hmm. um so but it's like festivals yeah book festivals that's have you done those before I have not my wife has done a million Uh, my wife Maris who's worked in various capacities in publishing and like has she has her own book and um she so she's done these but it's like it, it always seems fun and exciting. And it's like, you know, pan- I've done the individual components, like panels where you sure, yeah. talk about stuff and yeah. parties and <laughs> uh, signing things. Yeah. It's, yeah. I guess it's just like, I'm so used to festivals with performances. Yep. It's like, it uh, it seems, it's a foreign idea to me to be like, okay, so the performance is, but in your head later alone at home with a nice cup of tea. But there are also, there are like live events, like uh, readings and um and panels and stuff too. But yeah, I think like the bulk of the work is consumed alone, which yeah. is like fascinating. But also the I think when I come into events where it's mostly literary people is the closest I feel like Giannis because I'm like, oh, I do this all the time. And there are some writers who truly hate to speak in front of people. So it's so I, like, I feel I'm unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> I feel monstrous coming in like <laughs> grotesque, but also like. Uh, very capable because I'm like, oh, the things that you're worried about just in terms of like, you know, sometimes you'll be at a reading and like the person will have the mic like way away from their Ugh. mouth and, and just like, like knowing how amateurs. to point a mic at my face. I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh, I have all the skills that I need here. Mm-hmm. Find your light. Have your mic in the right spot. Mm-hmm. The next song in the playlist is No Going Back by You Know, which has been a little... A little used up by that Netflix show. I am forgetting now. It's a theme song for a Netflix. Oh, is it? I don't know this song. It might be a Netflix movie. Sure. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. It's also the latest. It was just a, it was a single from last year. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know this band even. It's just it's a guy, and this I think was his first um, single. I think off of Sub Pop, but cool. he'd been doing like Bandcamp stuff, nice. and then got picked up and this out it's also the latest iteration of the same um thing that same sound that's in roar and uh brave yep that dun, 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 yep. Dun. it's er, it dun, feels dun, very dun, dun, dun. the like the relationship between the music and the vocals feels very like tame and paula-esque to me yes too. yeah and a lot of people have pointed that out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in a way that like i like like there's bands that sound so much like springsteen and some people are like that's derivative and i understand from a critical point of view why you'd say that but to me it's like bonus springsteen dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i was just i felt like your last pick was very sunny mm-hmm. and so i was trying to find yeah some like sunny it matches cool. so nicely thank you you're Thanks. welcome the other funniest the yeah. other funny chris farron thing just like while we were yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh he opened for Jeff Rosenstock, who's the other guy mm-hmm. in the in that band, uh, or one of you know one of the other key collaborators. And uh, Jeff was recording a live album at Bowery Ballroom, and Chris goes on this long, you know. Sometimes there's a friend who's just really there for you at all times, and just like lifts you up, makes you think that like the art you want to make is compatible with people loving it and, and celebrating it, and you don't have to do something that's out of your out, outside your vision to really thrive. Uh, for your headliner tonight, I am that friend, <laughs> which is like the fucking funniest bit. It's like he's uh, that's it's, so good. He's like unfairly funny for yeah. a, for a, mus- a musician. Yeah, and it's also using the show in like 
like having like pulling back from the show and yeah. n- not thinking like I, what am I doing at every moment but like what is this experience for these people mm-hmm. and how can I play with little bits of it like yeah. what they imagine the relationship between the headliner and the opening totally. act is how they imagine I feel about my set when I'm done it's um, so fun and like um yeah it's great we also like we um at work now uh, yes, you're at um, at Jesus D- and Marrow, mm-hmm. and there's like we have a a last title card before the they go to credits or whatever, and it's almost always something like "fuck, that's the best episode of any TV show," <laughs> and it's so it's like such a silly bit, but like just the the like performance of confidence in a in that way is like yeah. so fun. Uh, I love that stuff. I for a long time uh, I had a running bit with a friend of mine, uh, Neil Casey, mm-hmm. that we were going to record a song and we never did um to play at the end of ucb shows called a uh, great show mm-hmm. where it's just like great show that was a great show <laughs> wasn't it good tonight didn't you love all the comedy i um, love it yeah i should still do that and just play it at my shows um <laughs> it's so good i also just love a like a, a a graphic of words behind someone that it's just a, such a fun extra level when we were writing for one, one of the jokes that got cut from the independent spirit awards was uh uh aubrey ending her opening monologue with um stick around we got a great show imagine dragons is here and then like uh flashing imagine dragons is not here that's so funny because we kept doing that snl bit of like all right stick around it's so funny we um (laughs) one of the very early pitches like when we were like at, at from the before we had episodes at Jesus and Marrow was we were like how do they sign off every week and uh, one of my pitches was they just do SNL good nights but it's just <laughs> the two of them every week uh, uh, I gotta thank um, I gotta thank uh, Imagine Dragons yeah, for, um, for, there's like a, a full band week. for some this reason that cast. just plays that <laughs> yeah. yeah they're in some t-shirt that like has a message yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if you notice it mm-hmm. yeah and you guys decided not to <laughs> no because I'm an idiot <laughs> is the fundamental premise of that bit. Uh, I love uh, that's what else do we have at this point? Yeah. Than to just be idiots on, I, on TV. Like the we're the the, the 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 planet's about to blow up or or dry up or something. Right. One or be the a fun two. dummy. You yeah. Know? I love man, I just like love things that are wrong. Like like Aubrey Plaza saying Imagine Dragons are here and immediately being undercut. I th- that's like the joy of like the like Arrested Development. The um, I mean, it's such a meme now mm-hmm. the way people do like narrator yeah. voice. But that's like not. that is Arrested Development <laughs> yeah. the way people do it. Like obviously. Well, and the the fun thing about when when it was working before they cut it, uh, the reason it worked was because it tickled Aubrey so much. Yeah, she was like really stoked to say it. Yep. and seeing somebody be like so excited yeah. while the words behind them are like that's not true, not true. is just a fun it's juxtaposition. So fun. God damn, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, they let us do a lot of weird stuff, so that was pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm. It, if we had to lose some of the weird things, that's okay. Yeah. The next song on the playlist is yours. Oh, yeah. Um, so this song is great. I call it, I think it's the number one, my number one spite anthem of all time. <laughs> and it's uh, Jellyfish by Laura Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Off of Cocksure from 2015. Yeah. Her new album is so lovely, too, that just came out. But this song is just like, I... It's like slightly lyrically the wrong tone for this playlist, but sonically it's so right on. And he faded it in, Aristotle, that the first line is, I'm fucking hideous and spiteful when I'm left to my devices. And that's just like, 
oh, what a way to hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like even before the music comes, it's almost like yeah, just it's the like, voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I considered following this up with Stupid Girl by mm-hmm. Garbage, Garbage, mostly for content wise. And I was like, eh, nah, nah. Um, but because of the same thing, I was like, oh, this is. And, and also I was like, if I, I felt like if I did that, we, I would be dragging it into too negative. Yeah, world. yeah, I was worried about it. Yeah. I, uh, not not with your choices, but I was worried because this song is like so acerbic. Um, but but it, that's New York. <laughs> New York City, you love baby. to hate us. Acerbic city in the world. I'm the worst the boyfriend world. you ever had, but you miss me. I'm uh, I'm from Massachusetts originally, so I deeply thrive on Where people in hating Massachusetts? me. I grew up just outside Boston, ah. uh, and so I like am fully. Like I said, I did my, sorry to just keep talking about work, but no, I did I the, um, the, we did, te- we were doing test shows at Jesus and Marrow and they, as just so that we didn't have to book anyone basically. And they could talk to somebody that they kind of knew. They interviewed me as part of the test show mm-hmm. and they made a big deal out of me being from Boston and the whole audience booed me. And I, <laughs> I, there's, I, there's a picture that I pulled from the feed of me flipping off the audience <laughs> with double birds and just being like, uh, you don't understand that this fuels me. Like, I don't know why there's something like busted inside me, but like when people, not like when people are like subtly undermining that will destroy me immediately. But when people are just like, hey, you suck, I'm like immediately like, no, the Yankees suck. <laughs> There's something honest about it. You're yeah. like, we can we can play on the same it's field. So I know aggressive. what you're saying. And I know yeah. there's no. Yeah, I had a real hard time growing up, um, like being friends with little girls, at least mm-hmm. the, the little girls in the schools that I went to, w- because there were so much like different levels of meaning and subterfuge mm-hmm. that, I, that I would be like, I don't understand what's happening. I yeah. thought they said we were friends, but now I'm not invited and they all laughed at me. I think oh. they weren't friends. So yeah, any any kind of like just bold faced. Yeah. I'm uh, being honest with you. I'm like, great. At least I know I where I stand. It. I love it. Like just, I, I thrive like truly, I get bullied at the office all the time. Uh, and I just like, absolutely am like in my element when people are like, <laughs> are like, Giving you Hey shit. man, that thing you did sucks. Or like, Oh, I, yeah. That, I mean, I think that's a slightly different thing though. Like, um, the friendship of giving, giving oh, each other shit. I love it. I love it. I, I, there are moments that I've been like, I think it's a problem that I like this, this much. This is, it is bad. Yeah. I shouldn't fill my life with people who are like, you're a piece of shit. And I'm like, ha you love me. <laughs> hey buddy. I, when, um, this is not to like recycle my own shit, but this it's in, in my book, but when I did Conan, uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> See, this is it. That's oh, this reminded. That's why I, when I like melted down, when I um I powered down like yep. a robot uh, mm-hmm. earlier. That I hope we have edited out. Uh, it was because we're talking about your book coming out. Yes. Um, I years ago when I was just a temp got a call out of the blue from uh somebody at Conan. That was like, I've heard you're funny. I want you to submit as a writer. Whoa, I amazing. had no idea. How to, and so he was like, and I was like, okay. And he was like, so send it in and then think of it like a quilt that you ordered online. So like, forget about it. Yeah. That's and eventually the best advice. maybe a quilt will show up. Yep. And I was like, what? That is such good advice. But it's so weirdly specific. Yeah. Quilt is weird. Cause I feel like I wouldn't order a quilt unless I needed one. Yeah. I was like, when did you've ordered a quilt recently yeah. and you're and mad you it hasn't shown up yet. Quilts. <laughs> But anyway, I'm sorry. So when no, you were doing Conan. Oh, when I, I, so I went in, I don't know if this is a bit that he does with everybody and I'm blowing up his spot, but I, I met him briefly before the show and I said, thank you for having me. And he said, um, 
oh, uh, I mean, you know, that's not a done deal yet. <laughs> and I just showed up to do the show. And then at the end, he he's like comes sit, you know, sit on the couch to wave goodnight. And so I did. And as he says, you know, thank you to our guests and uh, goodnight. And then he leans over to me and goes, uh, you know, we're not using any of this. right? <laughs> and it was like, I felt like it's like him saying like, we're you can hang like you get it and and so i just like love that shit so much yeah yeah it's and it's so funny the i don't know what the line is between the one the times when with like when it's a friend you know yeah but when it's someone new being like yeah i love that and being like what the fuck yeah how dare you yeah because i do have that reaction sometimes totally and they're they're like i don't i also don't know what sets me off i think there's like if it's somebody that I don't trust, if I think there's like an inkling that they're being sincere about mm-hmm. it, a, a, but they're playing it like a bit, I'm like, oh, you passive aggressive yes. dickweed. Yeah, that's I, that might be it. That I feel like if your bit with me, if your consistent bit with me is I'm an asshole to you, yeah. you have to have been nice to me yes. at one point. You have to have established If you that, have like, never been nice, that's not a bit. No. You're just it's, an asshole. Yeah, it's just called being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, okay, we figured it out. Um, and so the next song on our playlist is Ever Again by Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not a... Uh, Real like uh, chill walk in kind of a yeah. This is good. This is very like this is almost like a nouveau Saturday night fever, like yes. disco-y, like strutting your stuff, mm-hmm. feeling yourself. Yeah, so off of honey from last year. Um, I yeah, this is the sort of thing where in my head I'm like, um, pretty cool. Yeah, a lot cooler than you guys. Like you described it exactly, but it would be a lot of like. I'm just on the verge of a lot of finger points, a lot of, a lot of finger guns of people. Hey, hey, hey. And they would wave be like, other what dogs. is up with that person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wave at other people's dogs like they're going to leave their owner for yes. me. <laughs> I, I absolutely. And I, I am constantly th- like checking myself and being like, you don't know that dog. Yeah. Because my assumption in my head is your dog likes me a lot. Yeah. We I, have something special, me and this dog, who I've never spoken dogs. to. Yeah, I've never <laughs> spoken to. <laughs> We've got a special connection. We're not on, like, you don't know about terms. a person who actually lives with them, mm-hmm. but we're close. Um, yeah. Do you walk your dog? Your I dog? do. Okay, because she doesn't she walk seems, far though. She seems like a. I refer to her constantly as a puddle of dog. Yeah, you send she me is. Photos of as, lo- as though someone has spilled a bit of dog yeah, on a sofa. That's what she looks like. She get. She really gets horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> spreads out. She uh-huh. sleeps the way Charles Barkley rebounds too. Just like gets low, spreads out, takes up space. <laughs> uh, I know nothing about Charles Barkley, but I buy it. Yeah, it, I mean you've seen him. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, takes yeah, up yeah. space the that's way he true. does things. That's true. He yeah. also he's he, a sturdy dude. In my, I we shoot in the same studio as my last job, and Charles Barkley is always there for the uh, NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And one time he walked by our the right the last week tonight writers who were waiting to go and do a rewrite, and he walks by, and we all kind of nodded and didn't want to bother him. And he goes, "It's he goes good morning," and it was four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> it's just like Charles Barkley rules. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Charles Barkley things was uh, he was on Oprah one time and totally sold out. Um, my uh michael jordan yeah uh that he exposed him to oprah saying that he does not tip oh and oprah wow. was like what the fuck and oh, he was like man. yeah doesn't tip doesn't believe in tipping and she was like 
you you own steakhouses. What are you talking about? Yeah. You, how can you not tip? Oh, uh, and uh, it was a real like, teehee, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> I hope he's come around on that, Michael, Michael Ugh, Jordan. I mean, who knows? His whole thing is like, I'm a great athlete and kind of a dick bag. Yeah. <laughs> but he, history, and I don't even know anything about basketball, but I know that. History is not being kind to his personality. Yeah. I think like his basketball legacy is like fairly unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. But man, they just like, you never hear a story about Michael Jordan like, uh, tipping right <laughs> or like um, or like hugging someone who's sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always just like he was frowning so I punched him because <laughs> like I demand <laughs> I demand that of my teammates Um, the only basketball player I know is Shaq yeah um, personally yeah 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 because you've worked with him I've worked with him uh, a couple times the last time I worked with him uh, I was it was on drop the mic and I was rewriting a rap for him in front of him and he he was like, oh, shit, that's good. That's funny. And I was like, yeah, we've worked together before. I'm the one that um, Gary Owen told, said that I was going to suck your dick on live camera. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Ah! And like hugged me, which is always if you've ever been hugged by Shaq, you know how terrifying it is. I, he's so um, large. He is a big dude. Uh, and if that, you've ever been hugged by Shaq, <laughs> incredibly relatable. <laughs> um, all, was, my, all my listeners who've been hugged by Shaq. <laughs> I mean, there have to be a few. Yeah, probably. Um, he seems effusive. He is. Uh, and so he was fun and nice um, and uh, was joking around all day. But later on in the day, he was like, Eliza, do you, uh, are you married? Do you, have, do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he was like, yeah, it's because you got a dirty mouth. That's your problem. You got a dirty mouth. Very puritanical, like, Shaq. Wow, my mom says the same thing. Thanks a lot, Shaq. I mean, he was like laughing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's was, so funny. Because I had been making him laugh. But I was like, fuck, Shaq called me out for being too dirty to no, be loved. No, that's old timey. <laughs> he's being he's being like a grandpa. Yeah, well, he, the, I mean, he's, he's a nice guy. He also was like, uh, he said he wanted to produce my special. Aww. Um, And then left without giving me contact information. So I was like, that is not true. Um, but for a moment, I was like, that would be fucking hilarious. It would be awesome. If out of all the comedians, Eliza Skinner, mm-hmm. with her weird little musical bullshit, yep. got produced by oh, Shaq. I would love it so much. Yeah, Especially me, if he came out and did the intro. Yeah, or just us hanging out in my dressing room beforehand. Yeah. He's like, okay. People who did Are you ready for this show, Eliza? <laughs> People would be like, like watching it, not ha- knowing in advance that Shaq produced it, would yeah. see produced like, by Shaquille O'Neal in the credits, and they'd be like, that's a joke. <laughs> and then they would see you with Shaq and be like, is it still a joke? Yeah, I think this is also a joke, but it's a different joke than I thought it was. Yeah, man, Shaq, come on, let's make it happen. Get get at me. Um, it would just be so funny. for, And it'd be good for both our brands. Yeah. You know, be like, you, know, you don't know what to expect from either of them. This would be a huge crossover for Shaq. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, next choice on the playlist is for you. Oh, good. Oh, shit. This song, oh, I love it. Um, it is, I like don't, so it was from, I think, like an EP or a single, but it's a remix. And it's uh, it's Diverse, Most Deaf, and Prefuse73, who's a producer. And um, it is, but this is a remix by RJD2. And I think this beat are probably originally appeared on his uh, Dead Ringer album as like a brief, is like 40 seconds. And I was just always just like, man, this beat bangs so hard. And uh, and now there's and not now. Then there was this remix that, of a most deaf song and diverse. Wildin' out, wildin' out. 
I love the horns. The rapping's good, but I'm here for the horns. Yeah. I, lo- I love this. This is, this is a different kind of finger point in walking down the street. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like after something good happens, whereas the other one is just like low grade, yeah. like killing it. I'm, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen my white suit? <laughs> I am very cool. This is, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, you're a great guest because you know stuff about the Oh, thank music. you. That's nice. Every now and then somebody comes on and is just very ready to intro the songs with... Uh, I'm psyched about it. I picked... Yeah. I I was very... I told, I texted you this, but like <laughs> if if I... I almost spent the whole plane ride to LA doing this and I just had to be like, shut it down. These are six songs that fit this and you like them and you got them in an order you like because I overthink so much. But... I was like, I should have some rap music represented because I listen to a lot of rap music and this fits right away. And like a lot of hip hop, even when it's catchy, is kind of like there's like an aggressiveness that I wasn't, you know, there's like a whole emotional palette. But like I didn't want it to be like Shook Ones Part 2 because that's Mm -hmm. like walking home from work in the dark. Uh, Yeah. What song did you do on the the live? I did. um Stay Positive by the Hold Steady, mm. which that almost I and I didn't pick a Hold Steady song because I did it on the live version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's a whole. I, I think you had some some rap uh, options. I did. I almost did um, 100% Dundee by the That's, Roots. Yeah. Um, which even that to me is more of a nighttime song. Mm-hmm. And then I, I sent DMX right for the holiday episode. Yes, you did. <laughs> DMX yes, is Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Yeah. Um, with, with a, a beautiful commentary on it. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Yeah, you. As I said before, you are you are known for your um, uh, your sunny upbeatedness, which is not just rare in comedy, but specifically rare in New York comedy. Sure, I, th- I think New York is kind of known for the like that you know the table at the cellar. Yeah, where it's like, ah, can you can you punch your way into <laughs> respect, comedy respect? It is. The, I like hanging out there. I think it it is a little gentler than it used to be for sure for sure yeah Yeah. but it is that is what I worried about like when I got to New York I was very worried that it was going to be that everywhere like every table you sit at like the ghost of Patrice O'Neill would just be like nice shoes idiot Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) and uh and so but I think the scene is like a lot more mutually supportive and and uplifting than it like seems from the outside or from like pop culture portrayals even yeah so, so like but i think i am probably more like upbeat in general um yeah you, uh what's how did you start doing your um your uh, the pep, pep talks, talks. Yeah. oh i was in a bad way uh <laughs> professionally i was having i was like in the middle of the worst stretch of my career for sure and it just like things booking things and getting them canceled um selling like humor pieces and then having them pulled the day before they're supposed to run. Uh, And then I had this, just that I can't catch a break. Yeah. And it was like, nothing was bad. Like it was never like anything. I, I never, it was never worse than it was the day before in terms of like, um, you know, it, it wasn't, there was no health complications. Mm-hmm. There were there was no like nothing was dire. Yeah, and it, was it wasn't just sort of like a doldrums it, kind of thing. And it wasn't even big financial stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like all stuff that I was like, oh, these are like moving forward touchstones. And and I was being, I was, I would say earning them or like being 
offered them and then having them taken away. And so I had I was supposed to headline this show in like New Haven and it canceled day of. They were like, oh, the the venue isn't open. They like <laughs> locked the doors and there's like a chain on it. And I was just like, I can't even fucking do this. Uh-huh. And so I was just feeling like immensely needy. And so instead of being like, Inter- and I had a, a social media following that was enough that if I had been like, internet, tell me it's going to be okay. Some people would have, and some people would have been like, no, nah, kill yourself, asshole. <laughs> but I I was like, I don't want, I don't need a hundred people telling me it's going to be okay. I just need like that kind of connection to, with a person. So I offered, I said, you know, if anybody needs to hear a kind word, I'm here for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever. And a few people reached out and I, it's, I think it's like nice. It's not um, curative of anything larger, you know, but I think it's like nice to be seen and like even if it's a superficial way to like reach out I don't claim that it does like any kind of like large scale good but it's it's like a nice thing to say hey uh if you're nervous about stuff like and you need just like a little word of encouragement to get through it and you're not getting that from wherever like I'm here for you and so that's how I started doing it well and it's also nice to tip the scales on social media towards just nice yeah like there's so much as you said you you go fuck yourself kind of stuff yeah just having be like well i'm gonna make a little a little puddle of nice for Mm -hmm. a while and so it's there's some of that here as well thank you yeah it feels nice to like carve out a space and i think generally people i'm the way that i am consistently plus the fact that i'm like not famous allows that like people generally take me in good faith and I don't get a lot of like when I do that people being like shut up <laughs> you suck dude like it's not you know like when if, if you're a famous enough person whatever you do there's going to be people that just like know who you are from the world and are like uh Green Lantern sucks or whatever <laughs> yeah. and you're just like that was what why is that well, I, I even feel like the more like each time I tick up in certain follower count yep. whatever it's just I get it's just here you're gonna have a a little bit more praise and a lot more shit yeah and I'm sort of like oh great okay so that's what this is Mm -hmm. um it's weird and I think some of it is people being annoyed that I have a blue check mark or a certain number like or that other people like if people like a tweet like I'm like I didn't go to their house and knock on their door and be like you gotta like that like I didn't make that decision it's also like if if you see my tweet it's at some level your fault, right? <laughs> like if someone, like when someone answers me, I, I am a little snide sometimes to people online who'll be like, this sucks. And I'll be like, okay, well, whisper it into a paper bag, crumple it up and throw it in a fire because I could not give a shit about your opinion. Like, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, you're being a dick. And I'm like, no, you went out of your way yeah. to a thing that you could have ignored. You had to start shit. And I wanted to tell you, like, I'm a person yeah. and I think what you did sucks. Yeah. One of the weirdest ones to me is the like, who even are you? Yeah. I don't even know who you are. Like, dude, I don't know who you are. Right. What are we talking right. about here? I will, I've said, I've, I've, Sometimes I'll just lie in a mean way or I'll be like, oh, I invented ice. Or other times I'll just be like, why? I was like, I think you meant to Google that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. fucking imbecile. You can, you can, I've got a bio if you yeah, want to. It's in, you could hover over my name and then you'd have other reasons to be bad at me. Yeah. But the, the, the idea of when you feel bad to helping other people, uh, I think is really great. I, and um, I have, I've found it helpful when I yeah when I feel bad, um, I'll just go on one of the social medias mm-hmm. and just 
say nice things to other yeah. people. Just like, you know, I like your picture and here's a comment on it, not just a yep. like. And you sh- this person's really funny. Look at this tweet and like tell other people about it. And it does always make me feel better. Yeah, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. It's and Or like even like on the I do it a lot on the road. And when when you feel lonely, yeah, <laughs> you know, like Bob Seger used to sing about. Um, but I, I don't know. Even even if I'm not doing that, I'll probably just like text a friend. You know, not even for the response, but just to be like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about you. Hope this thing you're doing turned out great." Mm-hmm. And like, it, yeah, just when that I'm kind on the road, connection. I am. If I'm on the road and I have a friend who is sick. Boy, am I great! Oh yeah, they're gonna I hear from you. The, hey, how's it, you feeling a little bit better? Ah, oh, that sucks. What a bummer. Yeah, and it's and uh, it's perfect. It's great. I have to be I'm stuck the... inside, and I have to be stuck on a plane. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm my at my best friendship wise when I'm a thousand miles away in a hotel room. <laughs> I mean, you could be focused. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're just in that friendship zone yeah, in the friendship that, dojo. That or diners, drive-ins, and dives. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the next song in the playlist is "Running" by The Far Side. Yeah, another good one. <laughs> Thank you. Only bangers. Mm-hmm. Off of uh, Lab Cabin, California in 1995. Farside was so fun. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of, they've faded away. That whole like jazzy 90s mm-hmm. rap thing, like the roots we've still got, but like uh, Farside, Diggable Planets, mm-hmm. um, Arrested Development. Yep. The- that last Tribe album that came out mm-hmm. posthumously to um yeah, to Five Dogs Death was really good, it was and it felt like it. It's it also was proof that like this style of music there is an update to it, and it doesn't have to feel like we're ribbity rapping in the nineteen <laughs> nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it also doesn't have to feel like. Yeah, it, like rap has only moved to uh, total pop crossover, mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure. But that that far side, those for, those two far side albums are like there's so many good songs on them. Yeah. I was just revisiting, and, and they're almost like nerdcore ish. Like yeah, for for a kid like me, I was like, ooh, listen to what the, all these words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and there's that that Fat Lip song. Mm-hmm. The What's Up Fat Lip is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a comedy song. Oh yeah, your mama. Yeah, your mama is so funny. One. Yep, full on. Mm-hmm. Even um, oh shit, which is like yeah. in its own way problematic, oh, but that beat is so good. And I mean, uh, all of them, uh, there's a moment in almost everything from yeah. at least the '90s, if not the, everything be before it. That's the, you're like, oops, no, we the, can't do that now. <laughs> there's that moment. It, that song specifically has it where it's the same as like. Ace Ventura, which like, oh, this kind of holds up. And then you're like, oh, no. I had that experience with Soap Dish. Do you remember the movie Soap I Dish? I never saw it. but uh, I, I, I really liked it when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it. And then the end is like, oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, the big reveal. I'm going to spoil Soap Dish, you guys. Um, and many of pe- people have commented that one of the uh, side things that I do on this podcast is explain <clears throat> movies to people that they have not seen. That's so okay. Do it. Um, the end, there's been like this, uh, you know, femme fatale character who's mm-hmm. just fucking up everybody's life the whole time. And then at the end, they're like, ha ha, she's a man. Yeah, that's the same. That's the and same like, thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh no. And they shame the shit out of her. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, she can be bad. Mm-hmm. I suppose and trans, but that's not why right. she's bad. Right. Everyone can have every kind of character, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a it's a real bummer. Anyway, next song on the playlist. Next song on the <laughs> playlist. Oh, this is. Oh shoot! 
Oh, no, no, no. I gave you the right one. I think I have the wrong one in this picture. It's it's the same artist, but it, sorry. I switched it last minute oh. before I sent it to you. Mm. This is... Um, this is one my wife really loves this song and it makes me think of her and it uh, it's so pleasant and sweet and it is um, Rhett Miller from the old 97s off of one of his solo albums and it's called Four-Eyed Girl. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I gave you? Yes, awesome. it is. Off the instigator. Yeah. Two of us in a double feature I'm a rock and roller she's a science teacher it's so friggin' cute. And this is like a great morning. Like, it almost is like, I'm like, yep, that's that's my lady, and I'm going to work, and then I come home at the end yeah, of the day. It's kind of a, a, a like, cool grown-up reverse gender skater boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is a cool grown-up reverse gender skater boy, exactly. Uh, what was the song that you were considering before it you was, picked that one? It was the same, al- also Rhett Miller, off the same album, and it's called Our Love. But it's like a little... It's like a little risque for this Ooh. playlist. Like I was trying to keep the lyrical content like other than jellyfish, like kind of sweet and genuine. And that song is about like, like our love is like wrong, but it'll be enduring. And it's like, yeah, it's like about affairs. And it's like, mm. yeah, it's a risque. little, yeah, exactly. And I, I nixed it last minute. Um, but it's also a great song. Yeah, I think this is a great choice. Thank you. Um, and it, it, it is sunny enough for the the seasonal. We didn't discuss this the, this being a walking to work in the springtime. No, I thought it was it was sunny though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it could have been which that it could also have been there. There's also two months in the fall. That yes. Are, Amazing. Nice. And yeah. I mean, there was a whole movie Autumn in New York, mm-hmm. right? I believe. Um, but it's a it's a different feeling. Yes, like this would this isn't an autumn playlist. No, it's not. It's very springtime, and it's. I think part of why I didn't question that is just because that's like what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh yeah, this is about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, sunny in New York. What else? What else could that feeling be? But this very moment. Um, and your wife came out with you to this uh, on this trip, right? Yeah. So yeah. she's here with me. Uh, how are you guys enjoying LA? We are enjoying it very much. I think like her. She would like to be here in the oh, long yeah? term, and I am certainly open to that. But I've I am I've been working pretty steadily in New York. Yeah, you've and, worked on great shows. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate last your week tonight so. and, and uh, Jesus and Mero. Yeah, and it's I'm like I'm doing a lot of stand up, and I just like professionally, it's so nice that I'm like worried about the step back of moving, and if and, it ain't or, broke, don't fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and but I mean, I think ultimately excuse me, if like down the line in a couple of years, she's like, I would like to live somewhere else that like supersedes like, you know, I, I'm, I think I would be employable here. Yeah. But I mean, if you're employable and I mean, honestly, I think someone has said it before. If you can make it there, mm-hmm. you can make it probably in LA or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, because there's like four shows in New York at any time. Yeah. And you've worked, they've been like, we need Josh Gondelman. Um, <laughs> they are in the same, the two that I've worked on have been in the same building. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot <laughs> more shows localized. here. So definitely if you can get employed on whatever it is, like 60% of the shows mm-hmm. in New York, you can probably get employed on like 10% here well, at the you. very least. I'll do my best. Um, that also... Uh, Frank Sinatra singing about moving to New York is so funny to me when it's in the context of he's from New Jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, he probably didn't even have to ask a friend to help him. I was talking about this recently, though. Like, there, I'm, I've always been shocked at the, um, at the reverence New, 
New Jersey people who want to move to New York. Yes. Some New Jersey people, I don't care. Yeah, they're like, um, oh, the buildings are too tall. Yeah. But if they want to, it's like, wow, New yeah. York. And I'm like, it's down the street. Yeah, the like, train goes there. Yeah, like the the transit train, not yes. even like the Amtrak. Like I came from Virginia and that that was a respectable journey. Yes, even from Boston, it felt like I was yes. overcoming my own uh, indoctrinated hate for the place I was moving. Yeah, what like Boston really fucking hates New York, right? Oh yeah, love <laughs> it. But it's not. It's one of those things that uh, the big kid does not care. The little no, kid cares. No, not at all. I when I opened for John Oliver at um he I said it was New Year's Eve, it was a ten o'clock show, and I said to the audience, saying, you know, I'm from here. This is really meaningful. I grew up uh like five miles, seven miles from here, and. Uh, I'm really appreciative of this experience. Uh, that said, I did move to New York City three years ago because I wanted to be happy and successful and just openly booed by 1,100 people. And it was that like. That must have been fun for them oh, to do. Oh, it was great. It's I think like we, we all enjoyed it. like we were talking about it. before. They, yeah. You were giving them shit and they were like, eh, yeah. go fuck yourself, pal. <laughs> and I was like, ah, we did it. Uh, and then they laughed at a joke and I yelled at them. I was like, you decided you didn't like me. <laughs> and so you don't get it. And, uh, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, that is fun. Uh, that's very. But I. Oh, sorry. I interrupted. I also have like a deep abiding affection for Boston. I'm not like one of those people that's like, I never go back. Uh, I hate all those townies. It's like, no, I love all those townies. I am one of those townies. What what do you love about it? I love the small town feel. Hmm. Like the city is physically very small. I don't know if you spend a lot of time there, but it's just like getting from one place to another is it's complicated because the roads were like they're just like a horse went that way that's the street now and <laughs> I yes I have gotten lost there yeah oh yeah for sure an easy place to get lost mm-hmm. there is an intersection of Tremont Street and Tremont Street in one place Come and it's on, like what are you doing? that's nothing that's yeah. that's nonsense we got to think about that better um but I like the like the kind of small town feeling and like the local hometown pride and like the I mean, there's also like good stuff. It's like a big city with like beautiful museums. The mm-hmm. Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum is like, I don't know if you know of it. Mm-mm. It's wonderful. It is, um, it's this old eccentric lady. Do you know it? Uh, this old eccentric lady who bequeathed her giant art collection to a, in a trust to make it a museum. And she's on the stipulation. I always love those. It's great. Uh, it, it They always have so much more character. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, oh, you you were into this. Yes. And mm-hmm. she curated it by like, I like these the same amount, like <laughs> even if they're from different yeah. years or countries. Um, and she stipulated you can never change it. Mm-hmm. Everything has to stay the same. So there is there is a giant art heist. The biggest unsolved art heist in history was there. Whoa. And they cut some of the pictures out of the frames. And there's still, I believe, empty frames. Wow. Which is like That's the cool. Bostonist that thing That is so ever. cool. It's like, she said, keep it that way. <laughs> but also, look what you did to yeah. us. Yeah. Look at what you did. Don't look away. It's Don't look so away. It's so good. I like, it, there's, there's a... Um, not to come on your podcast to plug other podcasts. There's like a... a God damn it. What are you going to do? No. You can cut it out. <laughs> no. There's a series called Last Scene, S-E-E-N, that's mm. about... They like trace all the different theories about it, and it's awesome. It's like my favorite. It's like a slightly... People know about it, but it's like a slightly obscure heist, and I... Like an art heist is so yeah. fun. Yeah, and there... I don't feel like there's enough... Like we know of them in, in concept, and I, I've seen them fictionally. But like the real ones, yeah, I I should get into that. I should because like it seems like such a weird scene. Yeah. Like I I was getting new glasses the other day. I went yep. to go get you know the eye exam, figure it all out, and uh, had to sit there and wait. So one of the guys who worked there 
was just really chatting with mm-hmm. me. I think it didn't have much else to do. And sure. so it was like, she can't just look at her phone. Um, and was telling me, and it was right on Hollywood Boulevard. And so he was like, yeah, I get all kinds of weird people just walking in here. I mean, we probably shouldn't keep the door open all the time, but it's just weird to people. But you know what? It's not the weird people that look weird that worry me. It's the ones that look like you. Ooh. The ones people that look like you. And they come in and they try on stuff and they go, okay, well, I'll, I'll come back. Maybe I think I, I got to think about it. And they walk out and then you go, oh shit, where the, where those glasses go? And they've got them in their pocket. Oh. They got them in their bag. And I was like, people steal glasses? And he was like, oh my God, yes. This case right here is $40,000 worth of glasses. And I was like, really? Yeah. So like they steal them and then go have somebody put a lens in them? I don't, it just, it was something that I was like, I did not even think about that being a heistable thing. No. And why, and what that market is for that. You and can who those people anything. are. Yeah. So like art, art uh, heisters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. And there, there's like a big point. In, there's a point in the middle of the podcast where like you think of like an art thief as like a gentleman thief. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's just like regular dirtbags who happen to have stolen art. Yeah. Yeah. But I want them to I want them to at least work for a gentleman thief. Yeah. 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 Um, when I was a kid, uh, I had the Marvel role playing game mm-hmm. and I did not have a ton of friends. So mostly what I did was make up characters over and over. Mm-hmm. And they were dumb because I was a kid. Um, but the villain that I made up was this guy named William Wealthy. Oh, good. Yeah. And he lived in Cash Mansion. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two hench women. I was okay. very progressive. Okay. Uh, they were they were uh, uh, prostitutes by day. <laughs> I like that. Cleaning up during off-peak hours. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and hench people <laughs> by night. A lady of the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And their, their hobbies were chewing gum and swearing. <laughs> <laughs> a young girl's idea of what cool people do. Yep. Uh, they both wore feather boas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, but they, but his whole, his, his heist plan was to steal all of the world's most expensive, most expensive stuff. Yeah. And sell it back. At twice its worth. This guy rules. All the world's most expensive treasures. That's what it was. Treasures. Treasures. That's those are like real Carmen San Diego vibes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was. uh, Yeah, I. I think I was probably basing it more on the Great Muppet Caper. Sure. But yeah. Um, and oh, about the the private collection. Have you have you heard of Leighton House? No. It's this museum. I was just in London with my dad Mm -hmm. and a friend recommended. Uh, okay, <laughs> I earned it. That's fun. Look at you. It's a good okay. time. Right? Yeah, um, it's a good time. Uh, so my fr- a friend had recommended this place, and um, I had never heard of it. And I went in, and it was this house that uh, an artist, famous artist, had um, had. I guess in like I think like the 1600s. Mm-hmm. No, no, 1800s. Um, had had. Of course, it was 1800s. What am I talking about? Yeah. Um, He'd had it built for himself, and it's like full of all these crazy like tiles and his art collection, and water fish, just gorgeous inside. And I was like, "How the fuck did a an artist have the money to build this place?" And then like walking through, found one of the um, and you know like walls of like, like velvet, yeah, you know, uh, and found a little info sheet, and it was like, well living off of his father's riches and like yep yeah he was yep rich kid okay fine but what i loved was it was a it was a 19th century fuck palace like for sure like it did not say that anywhere but there were there were just like lounging places Mm -hmm. everywhere like not 
not quite a bed, but a bed yeah. full of pillows and like tucked away. And there would all be like interesting things, like the kind of things that I, as a woman, or I'm sure anybody would be like, Ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to sit on that. And half of it was a studio that was for painting and drawing nudes and wow. had like little tucked away dressing rooms for the, for the models, which like you don't really need, if you're posing nude, you don't need a dressing room if it's just you and the artist but i feel like it's like hey i respect you in front of the house there's like a slot for gold doubloons and the whole house vibrates <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and uh, it was weird walking around with my dad i'm like this dude is a this is a fuck dude this is totally a fuck boy and my dad's like what well, i don't know and i'm like no come on i don't know if it was men or women but oh and also his bedroom twin bed what yeah because he was like, okay, now I'm going to sleep. Bye. Yeah, bye, yeah, bye, yeah. Oh, bye. that's such a great hit the road. <laughs> yeah. But also I that's that's also like a general fuckboy mood of like or move of like, uh what? It's not weird to have a twin bed. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That's what my mom put me in. Yeah, I love exactly. my mom. She's the only woman I love. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah. I also I feel like as I get older, I'm still like I'm in my thirties and there's still things where I'm like Oh, that's a sex thing. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> oh my god, me too. And I, I feel like such a Pollyanna all the time. Sex things and drug things. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. why they were weird. Even like oh. song lyrics, I'm still like, oh, that's fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. st- I'm like so dumb. Yeah, I heard a pool full, pool, pool for the summer. It's about going down on a lady. Cool for the summer. Cool for the summer. Cool Thank for you. the summer. I sing a stupid parody version called Pool Full of Hummers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Demi Lovato. Yes. That's who I was trying to think of. Um, yeah. Oh, is she also Sorry Not Sorry? Yes. Got it. And apparently it's about, um, yeah, uh, going down on ladies. Yeah. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was about pools in summer. Yep. Uh, cool in summer. But, Again, I but have to what's stop cool putting in pool summer, in it. A pool. <laughs> yes. I guess that's why I, I just made it about like. That's what I did in summer. I yeah, didn't, pool I, parties. I've never gone down on a lady, let alone in the summer. But I have spent a lot of time at pools, so I just put it into a world that I understood. Yeah. Right. This playlist is for right now in New York City, where I happen to live <laughs> and exist. And then cool for the summer is about pool parties, yeah, barbecues. Yeah. Um. Anywho, back to our playlist. Yeah. Um. The next song is my choice, and it is "If I Can't Change Your Mind." by Sugar off of Copper Blue. Yeah, this is right up my alley. Yeah, you know it? I don't, but this is like right... I know Sugar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, I'm, this is one that I... This is a song that I'm always shocked that people don't know because I... it. It was like almost a top 40 hit to me and like my friends. Um, and like, I, I guess, you know, I just knew people who liked it a whole lot. So yeah. we heard it all the time. But like, I was never particularly into Husker Du. Husker mm-hmm. um, but I loved Sugar and Bob Mold. I went to see Bob Mold by myself one time. And I, I, I think it was one of the first like young adult, I'm doing something all by myself kind of things where I'm like, no one wants to do this with me. Well, I'll go alone. I can, I can just do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like looking around and being like, is it weird to people? Are they looking at me like I'm weird because I'm at a concert by myself? Oh, they're not noticing. Yeah. They don't care at all. They're on oh, drugs. I or can do whatever I want. I don't have to, to wait for people other. to like things that I like. Mm-hmm. I can just go do them. There's so many nice like adult realizations like that. That's like yeah. such a great moment. Yeah. I just had, <laughs> this is so stupid. And like that yours is such a lovely growing up thing. <laughs> I recently was like, uh, I'd, I was on the road with, this is like, seven years ago probably with do you know sam morrell yeah really funny comic from new york and we had this whiskey that he was like we were at the club and we had like food and drink vouchers vouchers food and drink vouchers Ooh, they were like ah get us something ah (laughs) you're very demanding (laughs) there Ah! are food and drink vouchers Mm -hmm. other ones eat dead things but these ones want to order off the menu yeah they read bon appetit they're like real food we're kind of i'm kind of a foodie foodie and drinky (laughs) drinky that's just called alcoholism um Uh, but they like, uh, you know, it was craft cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's smoke coming out mm. of them. Um, but we had the, he, Sam was like, oh, we got to have this whiskey. It's really good. And we had it. I was like, this is really good. And then uh, six years passed <laughs> and I would think of it from time to time. And then like last summer I was like, wait a minute. I have some money. <laughs> and I went out and got a bottle just to, like keep at the house and drink occasionally. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. I can have things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, those habits that we get into. Uh, I mean, especially like as a kid, like I'll I'll still have things that I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed to have that. Wait a minute, yeah. I'm a full ass yes. adult. I'm allowed to have whatever I want. Mm-hmm. My, my wife is a big Lord fan, and they came to or she came to uh, Barclay Center in Brooklyn, which is like we can walk there from our house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my bit tickets are probably pretty expensive, and I was like. Uh, I looked and I was like, $80 for floor seats. I guess that's pretty expensive. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have $80. <laughs> and it wasn't like, you know, it it wasn't that that is an insubstantial sum of money. It's just that it hadn't occurred. Like yes. the part of my brain that is like, I have $80. And the part of my brain that said this cost $80 just like fully were not communicating <laughs> yes. until, until I was like, wait a minute. Maris would like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like the like, well, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, am I allowed to get it then? Yeah, if it's yeah, not yeah. like cheap, I can just buy a cheap thing. Yep. Um, but like, yeah, you're we're grown-ups and we can spend money on things that we can afford, yes. even if they aren't the most cheap things. Right. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get like those those balcony seats. And then I was like, but but the, it's okay. I have the eighty dollars. This is not a hardship at this moment. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. Um, uh, although I do still grab those uh those balcony seats when i'm like eh, i don't know like yeah kind of take a flyer on it yeah yeah and we, and that's kind of fun to be like sure why not i can get 15 dollar tickets to yeah. this dumb thing and it doesn't if i don't like it who cares i can I'm leave $15. you can like leave in the middle yeah i this is i mean like there's that like amazing john mulaney bit about flight delays and stuff but i truly th- and also when i started dating my wife coincided with like having full-time comedy work and being like okay I my my belt is not as tight as it used to be mm-hmm. um I can and, take a person on a date day yeah but and not be like oh boy this week I'm not gonna be eaten mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly or like a lot of spaghetti in my future <laughs> uh but they the uh I was like we had to go to a wedding, I think, like across the country. And I th- said, you know, if we can we get the 6 a.m. flight, there's one layover. And she's like, well, for $40, we can do no layover. That I am still so bad at. Mm-hmm. And I have to have that conversation with myself. Yep. Because I, I have gotten mad at past Eliza so many yes. times for the dumbass bookings 
that she the planes that she fucking books. Yep. I hate her. To save like forty bucks yes! round trip. Yes. Total. And it's like there are times in people's lives where that is a substantial necessary savings. But like it is also like if you have the money, that is like the kind of thing that like I've never regretted spending like that much money on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like upgrade to first class. I'm just like, oh, I can go from Boston or, or New York to Seattle or to Los Angeles without like making it having a three hour block in the middle where I'm like, I don't know. Is there a Moe's Southwest grill at this airport? Yep. Yeah. And those things also like the amount that it would cost me physically when <laughs> I was younger, it, it, it made sense both in both things that I was spending, energy and money, to do the cheaper thing. Yes. Now I'm like, oh no, that that hour of sleep costs a lot more now. Yes, for sure. I need to spend the money on the plane, not take it from the sleep. Yeah. Um, take the time from the sleep. Yep. You guys get what I'm saying. You understand. You're old. Um, I think this was a great playlist. I think we did it. We fully did it. I, uh, I feel like if people walked around... Walk to work specifically on a sunny day. They would feel very satisfied with this playlist. Yes. Please go download this playlist. There should be a link for it. And if there's not, there will be in like a day because sometimes I get lazy. Um, And uh, yeah, you have an album out. I do. It's a stand-up comedy album. It's called Dancing on a Weeknight. You can find it wherever you listen to things and you can can order vinyl, um, a a record from Blonde Medicine, the record label that it came out on. Cool. Yeah, and you can find all that from my website. And then I have a book coming out in the fall. And what's that website? The website is joshgondelman.com. And I like to spell my last name the way Method Man spells Method Man. Mm -hmm. So I say G-O-N-D-E-L man. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a treat. Bye. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com and you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess and the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by Cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.